welcome to the Faith and Science Podcast. My name is Tyler Bublitz, and welcome back to the 23rd Sunday after Pentecost for the week of November 8th, 2020, and I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig into this week's podcast, and boy, at least here in the United States, it's been just an exhausting week, and we're not going to get into the politics of all this stuff because that's been just talked about to bitter end. And we're in this transition period now within the church. We're getting toward the end of the church year. We're going to be moving into Advent in a matter of a few weeks. And as at least here in the Northern Hemisphere, we are starting to feel the effects of change. So this last week, we ended up here in Northern Minnesota getting into the 60s again, whereas a couple of weeks ago, we had snow. Welcome to Minnesota. And it's just that crazy in-between time. And I think it's been one of the things that we've just been feeling all around us is this, this, we're tired. It's been a long, hard year in a lot of different ways. And in that, it means that we just need to be able to take a deep breath and keep going. And I will tell you, this week, it doesn't really feel like it lets up. It feels like we have another harder text But that's where I really enjoyed, like last week, when we were able to talk a little bit about All Saints, and we looked at talking about humpback whales, and we asked the question last week in the Twitter question of, who are the saints that you recognize among you right now, and have you thanked them or pointed that out to them? You know, taking this time of reflection, especially in this year that we have been able to slow down, but still it's been absolutely chaotic. Have we been able to really recognize the people who have made significant impact on us? And I got a couple different responses this week, but the responses ended up being very similar. Talking about different people who have had impact and the list just rolls on and on and on and how we hope that we end up going back and getting the chance to be able to talk to these people about having the impact that they had in our lives and taking advantage of that because we don't know how long we have and that plays a little bit into this week. I did enjoy one of the responses from one of our loyal listeners talking about as a kid, he always had an affection for whales and elephants and asking his mother why he couldn't have a pet baby elephant. Yes, <laughs> that must have been a difficult question for a mother to answer and really be able to get across to a young child. So as we're in this season of recognizing the change that's going on among us and around us all the time, recognizing the saints that are among us and being thankful to them, and getting toward the end of Matthew's gospel, we better jump right into it. And boy, does he give us a doozy this week. The gospel text this week is out of Matthew chapter 25, verses 1 to 13. Jesus is in this middle of this long discussion here, and we're going to end up having it here over the next few weeks. And he's talking about what the kingdom of heaven will be like. And he gives this parable of having 10 bridesmaids who bring their oil lamps to meet the bridegroom. Five of the bridesmaids were foolish and five of them were wise. And the foolish ones were ones who didn't bring oil with them. And the wise ones were the ones who brought oil with them. The bridegroom is delayed. They become tired and sleep. 
But around midnight, all of a sudden, a random person who we never hear who it is says, look, here is the bridegroom. Come out and meet him. And these bridesmaids come and trim their lamps and go. But the foolish ones, their oil and their lamps are starting to go out. And they ask if they can have more. And the other ones that were wise say no. And the wise ones get invited into the banquet while the ones that were foolish go to the market to buy oil and by the time they get back the bridegroom's responds with that he doesn't know them and to come back at another time where he says in verse 13 keep awake therefore for you will know neither the day nor the hour so this idea of that this time is coming and we'll get into talking about time a little bit this week The first reading is out of Amos chapter 5, verses 18 to 24. Again, we get this kind of foretelling of what, in a way, the day of judgment will look like. And that the ones who have not been following the Lord, it's going to be like you're running away from a lion and you're met by a bear. And then you run into your house and you put your hand on the wall and you're bitten like a snake. And we'll get this kind of reiterated through that this is a journey. This is a long journey. And be prepared for this long journey. This is not something that's quick and easy. And it's going to feel like times that this is just keeps on going. And when is this going to end? But then we kind of get this little bit of hope here coming from the last two verses here. Take away from me the noise of your songs. I will not listen to the melody of your harps, but let justice roll down like waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. That this is going to be a long journey and this is going to take a lot of time. But in the end, that this is worth it. The alternative first reading is from Joshua chapter 24, verses 1 through 3a and 14 through 25. Joshua here gathers with the elders. And remember, he's kind of just taken over leadership. This is still early on in his reign. And he's kind of talking to the elders and like, look, God took Moses and all of you out of Egypt. And he led you into the promised land, into Cana. And let me just say, I know that you guys are worshiping other gods that you picked up from the time in Egypt or picked up wherever. Me and my house were following God, which is then the famous line that comes out of this. For me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And kind of questioning here the elders and the leaders of the Israelites on, are you going to do that? Are you going to follow God? Are you going to follow these others? And if you're going to follow God, you have to let these other idols be laid down. And are you going to do that? It's up to you. And they say, yes, we're going to follow God. Okay, then you need to let all that go. And they make that covenant with him in Shechem. The psalm this week is Psalm 70. This psalm reiterates how we can't do it, that we can't do any of this, that this is something that we need God to be able to deliver us through. There is nothing that we can do. It's God that's working through us that moves us into this other place and that we continue to cry out that God deliver me to help be able to see where we're supposed to go, but deliver me from these things that are trying to take me away from you. 
The second reading is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. So we continue in this letter that Paul wrote, and here we get this interesting image in talking about, again, the journey, keeping with the idea of what you keep going, keep working, this just keep going. And we get this vision here kind of of what the end times is going to be like, which kind of ties into the text that we're having here all the way through on keep going, keep in heart, keep following where Christ is steering you to go. And in that, then realize that when that day comes, we're going to see the ones who followed in faith be raised up and then living ones in faith be raised up and following. And then that's where we're going for. And it's that life is hard and we will get tired, but you keep going in faith because it's worth it in the end, that's what we're called to do and what we're called to be. So, before we jump into how faith and science come together, we have to do our shameless plug. Boom! Working Preacher, if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Between their Sermon Brainways podcasts, their commentaries, their discussions, since I'm not an ordained minister, I use them on a weekly basis. And it's great to be able to hear other theologians and read other commentaries to help give multiple different perspectives on how these texts. And the other beautiful thing with Working Preacher is there's this huge archive. So if you don't feel like this one's talking to you, you can go back three years ago and listen to that one. So if you haven't checked out Working Preacher, I'd highly recommend it. Whew. Hard text, long text. And I feel like we've said that a lot of times this year. But Matthew is really hitting us, at least hitting me, really hard this time in this cycle around. And we've talked about that a few times. But I think the key point here that we're getting that's different in this text is talking about time. Now, one of the things, again, that I picked up from Working Preacher this week in their Working Preacher podcast, bridesmaids, they put in there kind of easily so it doesn't cause too much controversy. But this probably would have been more like virgin girls that it would have been kind of an expensive banquet than you're picking up and that they were looking at potentially bringing some service into the banquet. And so if you have that perspective, that these aren't just normal bridesmaids and how we look at bridesmaids now, and that they're looking at this as who knows why for an opportunity and a chance of something. There is a reason to be awake and alert for this. And there's a lot of questions that when I look at this and go through this that I wonder and question of why didn't the wise bridesmaids point out to the foolish ones that you might want to get some more oil or at least make some comment or why didn't we share and yada, yada, yada. But maybe that's not really the point. Maybe the point of all of this is time, that we don't know the time that the bridegroom is coming. We don't know the time that we're going to hear that call. And are we going to be prepared? It's interesting that then we get even in the alternative first reading from Joshua, referencing the Israelites and the time that they've taken as they go through and he reiterates what's gone on with Moses leading them to the promised land in Cana and walking around it. We get in Amos this kind of warning and talking about this is going to feel like an eternity. 
And we get Paul this encouraging and then even the psalm talking about how God's really going to be the one that gets you through it and just keep going. Keep going. No matter how hard it gets. Boy, does that feel like a lot like this year. Really hard year, really difficult year. But that's not where the science part of this comes in. To me, the science part of this this week is talking about it from an ecological perspective and thinking about it from the perspective of when we have people clamoring for us to take care of our environment. And that a lot of times it feels like one step forward, two steps back. But do we give up? No, you at least try again to get that step forward. And maybe this time we can get two steps forward, one step back. Well, that's progress. There's a lot of times where in science and in life, it's this process of taking steps forward and then having steps back. And it's one of the things that I really enjoy about science too, is that the whole idea, the whole concept of science is to not necessarily get to definites. It's that we support this, but I want other people to keep looking into it. We've had multiple people be able to confirm this. How can I build upon this? How can I take this time and work and effort that I've poured a lot of time, work, and effort into and step back and evaluate where it still has flaws, where it still has questions that need to be answered, additional spots for additional research, understanding that I'm not necessarily going to have a perfect bell curve of data that there are potential outliers and what happened and trying to maybe explain some of them or not getting too hung up on it, but trying to think about that and considering that. Or if, if my hypothesis of what will happen doesn't happen, why? Why didn't it happen? And what things does that now lead me to infer? That's the beauty of good science. Good science continues to lead you on questions that keep questioning to keep diving deeper, to keep pushing us, to sustain us, to keep asking these questions, to understand more and more of why. Why? Isn't that our oil to our lamps? Shouldn't we continue to have this desire of questioning and this desire to keep learning and growing and trying to figure out more and more about this bridegroom that's coming? that it keeps providing fuel to the lamp of our faith because it's going to be a journey. We're going to get beat up. There's going to be times where we're kicked and knocked down and run through the dirt. And then there's going to be times where we're going to feel like as long as we keep going and keep trying that we find a reprieve and we find this energy that keeps pushing us through. Because trust me, in science, there's plenty of times where there's long nights where you're trying to figure out solutions and you're banging your head against the wall. Why isn't all this working? What does this all mean? How am I going to get anything out of this data? What am I actually learning here? How am I growing here? In this podcast, I've really been conscious about how I bring up and talk about the pandemic for a lot of reasons. But one of the main reasons is I have a hard time being able to keep up with all of it, to be able to provide you accurate information and to be able to be at some point, be able to look back at this podcast and listen to it and knowing that 
then that podcast wouldn't be as relevant later on. But the point that I feel a lot that this pandemic has shown is a lot of the scientific process, a lot of people throwing out different ideas, especially early on, but we still see it. People throwing out different ideas to try, to see what sticks, to see. And then as we keep learning, things change, which is hard because we are told one thing and maybe a little bit later we get told something else because we've learned something over the last couple of weeks about what's going on. And as we continue to learn and grow, it challenges us to keep trying to learn and grow. One of the coolest things that will come out of this is our knowledge about viruses will go up substantially because there's a lot of things that we don't understand. And I distinctly remember being in biology classes in college talking about, well, viruses have DNA, but they don't have a living cell because they need another living body cell to be able to survive. And they have their own RNA. Like, It was confusing. And when you would try pushing on it, you could only get so many answers. That's why there's a whole field of virology to study and try to better understand viruses. But we're not there yet. We don't have it fully grappled. And then you take things that we do understand decently well. Take like big... I don't know if you want to say elephants or lions. There's still so many things in different studies that we're doing to understand them because we don't completely understand. It's just like your spouse or your sibling or your parents. There's constantly things that you're learning even about yourself because we're not done yet. Science doesn't end because our questions don't end. Our faith shouldn't end because there's always something to ask, something to learn, something to move and continue to grow. And for me, that's the beauty of science. The beauty of science keeps asking me questions and it keeps my curiosity going that as I learn something, I ask more questions. And asking questions then helps lead me into potential answers. But the beautiful thing is The more I learn about this, the more I dive into trying to understand the world around me, the more how I see it is I'm trying to understand my creator. I'm trying to understand how was this all designed? How does this all work? How am I supposed to live out the calling that God has for me? And as I keep having these questions, as I keep going through these questions like a good scientist, I hope that I keep providing and finding answers. And when I find answers, I hope that that provides fuel, oil for my lamp, for my faith to keep going. But I also know that my answers are going to provide more questions so that I can keep going. And I pray that I keep building up a big enough reserve So that when I have those hard questions that take some time, there's enough there to keep me going, to get me through. We will be like the bridesmaids and get tired. We might even fall asleep. The question is, is are we continuing to keep working and striving even when we're tired? Are we going to keep walking the faith through our whole life long? Or is that flame going to burn out somewhere along the way? The journey that we're on is a long journey. 
And in the world where we still have two-day Amazon shipping, sometimes we have a hard time being able to see beyond where we're at. And maybe we're able to say beyond the first few days, first few months, but maybe we can't see beyond the next election or the next big event. And if we keep worrying and stressing out about those things, are we really growing in our faith? Or are we letting fear take over? Are we letting sources from outside of ourselves control our lamps, control our flames? Especially here within the United States that we've had a lot of divisiveness and division. We have to make sure that one, we are taking care of ourselves to continue to fill up our lamps. But I would also hope to encourage that together we're working to do this, that together I'm hoping to encourage and work together with my other people to keep the lamps burning for all of us, to keep pouring into each other and keep challenging to each other to go, to grow, so that we're all in this bridegroom's party, this wedding banquet, par se. When I look at the environment, there's a lot of rose to toe and there's a lot of noise and, you know, it's sometimes hard to be able to cut through that noise. But I will say for me being an environmentalist, there is definitely things that I am seeing. There is changes. There are things that are going on. And it's the question of when are we going to, as a whole body, as the body of Christ, as we are talked about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, going to recognize that we have to work together on these things. We can't just oppose each other. There's times where we have to have civil disagreements, but understand where is the goal that we're working toward. Because if we don't look ahead and we get consumed with the moment that we're in, we look only at the moment that right now where we're at, we are like the foolish bridesmaid. We are foolish in that we're not thinking about anyone else but ourselves at that moment. We're worried only about ourselves. We're not thinking about the future and thinking about future generations and the other Christians like we get talked about here in 1 Thessalonians that are there if this journey is long. We have to think forward. We have to think big. We have to think beyond ourselves. We have to think as a community. That's one of the hard things for me is I still haven't heard of another place that we're confident that we can live. We have ideas, but we only know of one place that we know we can live, earth. And so when we don't take care of it, are we not foolish? Are we not burning our lamps with no fuel? Whereas if we try taking care of it, it maybe helps build some reserves because then we still might have some tough times, but okay, it's we're going to curve it back down. It will, will be okay. But sometimes we can't just do it on the fly. Sometimes we do need to plan ahead. Because any good science experiment does require planning and thinking and having a process, having a hypothesis of what will happen, and being open to changes that might happen. I know this week it's kind of all over the place, a lot of theory and sound, and I don't know if I'm necessarily going to have any scientific links down below. I'll see. But it's been emotionally exhausting for all of us. And coming from the United States, it's just been grueling. And I think as a world, as a global community, I think we can say this year has been grueling. But we have to keep our lamps trimmed and burning. 
because we don't know when the time or the hour is that the bridegroom is at hand. So in this time, we have to figure out how we're going to have extra oil to keep us going, to keep the light of faith going. How we make sure that we're, in my opinion, not just a wise one with ourselves, but also being observant to our neighbors around us and making sure that their lamps are lit and see if we can help not only with theirs, but ours, because maybe that provides some fuel for us too. Brothers and sisters, the Twitter question I have for you this week is, where do you get your extra oil for your lamp? Because we're not always going to have time to go to the market to get it. We have to make sure that we have extra on hand. And even when the days and time is getting weary and long, we have to be able to think beyond the moment that we're in. We have to think beyond where we're at. We have to think of our global community, I would argue, because we only know of one place that we can live. And when I run a scientific experiment, when things aren't working, I still need to try to be able to explain it and understand what is going on and have questions so that I can keep trying to figure this out. That's life. That's faith. We can't just give up. Brothers and sisters, this has been a long year. But let me just say as I'm getting toward the end of this podcast to encourage you, don't give up. Don't give up on this year. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on the faith. We're all in this together. We work together and we will figure out how we can get you going together to get your oil. Because I know as you get oil, I'll get oil. And then we will be out there waiting together with our lamps burning with oil to spare. Because we don't know the time or the hour. So we just have to keep making sure the lamp is trimmed and burning. So we'll wrap this up as we always do. I pray God blesses you through your faith and amazes you through science.